Talk about being the guy that Coach Saban selected to come here and represent the defense. Obviously, yeah. we've seen you since you were on the cover of magazine as an eighth grader. It's right. been a long journey, but yeah. maybe just the maturation process for you mm -hmm. and what kind of defense you think you're going to be leading and what your role is going to be. Honestly, I feel like uh, personally it's a great honor to be here, um, to be one of the guys that Coach Saban has chosen. And um, personally, I just really want to, you know, lead the defense in, a, in the way it's supposed to be led. You know, um, I'm the type of guy, you know, I'm a perfectionist. You know, I want things done the right way, same as Coach Saban. And um, I'm hard on myself, and just as I'm hard on myself, I'm going to be hard on other guys as well. And I just want things to be, you know, done, like, like I said, the way it's supposed to be. And uh, I really want to be a great leader for my team, for the defense, and I want our defense to be dominant. I want our defense to be dominant. I want our team to be dominant in all aspects, not just the defense. And I know Tua wants that as well. And uh, we're working together hand-in-hand -hand as him being a leader on offense, me being a leader on defense, just to make that thing, make that happen. So to your right against mm -hmm. the wall. Dylan, Paul Stockman, WTVM, Columbus, Georgia. What does a guy, what does Markel Benton mean to this uh, linebacking core? And what do you want to see from him as one of the leaders of this group uh, mm -hmm. the, for him to maybe stand out and get some more reps uh, on the, you know, outside of special teams and things like that? Yeah, Markel means a lot to me, man. Like, that's the crazy part. He pushes me every day in practice, and I push him. You know, I'm on him more than ever. You know, I'm, just as I'm on him, I'm on all the guys that's in our room, and I want him to be the best that he could possibly be. That's just, and that's the thing with me, like, being a leader, too. Like, you have to be able to see the potential in other guys. And I see the potential in the light that he has that can shine very bright, you know what I'm saying? And I want him to, you know, reach all of his potential and do what he can to, you know, be in a position that I'm in. You know, and uh, I just want to see everyone shine. To your left over here, front row. Hey, Dylan. Uh, <clears throat> Dean Leggy from Dog Post. I wanted to ask you what – you probably played dozens of games in college. What's All right. what's the toughest game you've played in, and why do you remember it being the toughest game? Uh, the toughest game I played in was the Georgia game last year in the SC Championship. Like, and the reason I say that is because it was a very aggressive game um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Georgia came with it. We came with it. And I just remember, like – after that game, I just felt like I got into a brawl. Like, my, my entire body was hurting. Took me a couple of days to get back healthy and all that, you know, to take care of myself. But that was one of the hardest games I've ever played in. Second row, right here in front. Soraya Ponder, Tuscaloosa News. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dylan. Um, so, Alabama is known for their defense. Do mm -hmm. you feel as if, or do you see you guys getting back to the Alabama standard for this season? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, that's what I was uh, telling the first reporter. And that's one of my main things. That's uh, really what I'm focusing on. But it all boils down to the right leadership and guys being on the same page, you know, because the coach is going to make the right calls. It's all up to us, you know, to execute it. So with that being said, it's all up to me to, you know, get that, you know, get that done. And then I tell myself and I tell everyone else, you know, whatever happens with this defense year, this year is like it's on me, you know, and. Me, I take pride in all of that. You know, I told you guys before, you know, I'm a perfectionist and I want things done the right way, just as Coach Saban wants things done the right way. So, you know, that's how I'm going to take it. Right here, second room of the Braves. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about some of the freshmen who have come in and, and how they went through the spring? Have there been any of those guys that made you say, whoa, like, this is something special? Uh, as far as like in our linebacker room, we're just all over. Just okay, well, just speaking on all of the guys that came in, you know, it really shocked me because a lot of the guys are very talented 
And for them being here such a short amount of time, you know, they're grasping on to, you know, the defense and even the offensive play calls like very well and very quickly. And I'm just like, each day that goes by, I try and like tell them, the ones that are struggling, you know, that it's, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to move forward and, you know, not feel comfortable right now because in order to make a mistake, in order to learn and be comfortable in our defense, you have to be okay with making the mistakes that you make. And that's what really helped me because I was so hard on myself. I was so hard on like not getting things right at that particular time that it basically pushed my process up a little bit more and I learned the defense faster than I expected to. You know, so that's what I keep trying to tell them. And that's why, you know, that's what helps me being a leader, too, and connecting with my teammates. Okay, gentlemen of the laser. AJ Spurrier, 90.7 WVUA mm -hmm. FM, Tuscaloosa. Dylan, earlier today, Coach Saban uh, said that the loss in the national championship isn't a loss that you ever really get over. Can right. you speak on how that loss against Clemson impacted you as an individual player and yeah. impacted the defense leading into the 2019 season? Uh, it really impacted me a lot. Uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth just because I felt like I didn't do enough. Um, but this year, like, I really have the mindset that I don't want to leave the field. And that was, like, really something that I had to deal with the entire year because, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't the Mike linebacker. So it was times I had to leave the field, you know, for, you know, the other guy to come in and take, up, take that responsibility. But now it's like, since now it's my hands, it's my defense, I can run it the way I want to run it. Like, I want it to be crisp. I want everything done the right way. I want, you know, to never leave the field. I want guys to be able to depend on me and know that I'm going there. I'm there. So I'm someone that they could depend on. And, uh, like I said, overall, man, it's just, I'm very eager for this season to start. So, okay. In the blue dress. Thank you. Mm. Dylan, a couple of years ago, you were in the Players' Tribune talking about your days right. with your uncle and playing football in the yard. Mm -hmm. As we try to understand a little bit more about why you're a perfectionist, what did those moments when you were 10 years old teach you about where you are right now with the Crimson Tide? Uh, really, it was that and also like what I went through with my dad, too, because my dad, like, if I wasn't doing something the way it was supposed to be done, he made me do it over and over and over again until I got it right. And that's where that really came from. And then also just the fact that with me, I was always a competitor. So if I lost, I would always want to keep going until I won. So that helped me develop as a leader. And that really separated me, too, as just the player that I am today. So that goes along with me being the leader that I am with just on being on this Alabama football team and leading my teammates and being the guy that I am and pushing them. And not only worrying about myself, but like also affecting the guys around me. So... To your right, third row. Mm -hmm. Caroline Grace, WAFF, Channel 48 out of Huntsville, Alabama. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of talk last year about how, in the media, about how, you know, this isn't going to be a defense that we, it's not going to be a normal Alabama defense like we've seen in the past. Right. And I think, you know, you all went through the season and you kind of proved that point wrong. Mm -hmm. But in your opinion, what is it that makes up one of those signature Alabama defenses? Uh, it's just everyone being on the same page, everyone having the same mindset and guys like coming together and having like just an ultimate goal that they're trying to achieve. When guys come and it's, they're more, more so worried about just their individual goals and not worried about what the team goal is, that's, what, that's when it causes an issue. But what Coach Saban says all the time, if guys come in, do what they're supposed to do, and we win games and, you know, it brings a lot of attention towards the team and that'll bring, you know, awards and all that, like it'll come on its own, you know, especially if we're just doing what we're supposed to do and we're the top ranked team in the country, like, and we do what we're supposed to do, like it's gonna happen regardless. So that's why we was saying you have to be a team player. 
Dylan, over here to your left, camera. Hey, Dylan. Mm -hmm. You'll have a lot of new players on defense with expanded roles. Yeah. Uh, one of those players is LeBron Ray. What have you seen from him during uh, the winter program, spring, mm -hmm. uh, that makes you believe that uh, he's ready to take that next step? Man, dude, is he's very dominant. You know, he's one of my favorite players on the team. And uh, like I said, for him to be so dominant and so much of a great player, you wouldn't expect that him off the field because, like I said, he's so quiet and to himself, and he's real goofy too. But it's like it's like a switch that goes off in his head once he go on the field. And like I said, that's what makes him a uh, so, like that's what separates him from everyone else. Right here, front row. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, not really. Like I'll speak sometimes briefly, but whenever I speak to ex players, like it's just like them trying to give me advice as to like how the next level is and stuff. But for me, it's not really. I'm not really too worried about that. I don't really think too much about the next level at all, really, because my main focus is my team, my defense, the whole team entirely, and just winning another championship. And as far as like the leadership part, like I've been, I'm a natural born leader. I, I lead by example. And uh, I feel like since I've been at Alabama, it's just, it really helped me evolve more as a vocal leader. So I'm just ready to take on that role. Front row here. Hey Dylan, I'm from Baton Rouge. Uh, <clears throat> when you left Baton Rouge, it was kind of shocking when you went to yeah. IMG. People mm -hmm. really didn't expect it. How did it prepare you for a moment, and maybe this moment now, when you yeah. look downstairs and you see the fandom that surrounds Alabama and, and kind of your journey? How did the beginnings of that mm -hmm. stage prepare you for where you are now? Uh, it really helped me a lot because whenever I was in that time period, you know, I left for football, but also left for family, family reasons too because I wanted to help provide. I wanted to get in college so I could be able to, like, you know, work hard and get to a point where I was able to, you know, help make a change in my family and make a difference. So with IMG, you know, they helped me develop more as a player, a person and a, and a man too. And um, it made my decision even more easy when it came to like leaving, like leaving home in Baton Rouge. And like, like I said, it was just, I feel like it was a blessing for me to be able to do that too, because I met a lot of great people and a lot of great players there too as well. In the middle, the camera. Mm -hmm. Dylan, uh, Alabama's known for having, you know, to, to replace a lot of defensive talent every year. And there always seems to be a guy that steps up in those holes, like Quinn and Williams right. did last year. Is there a guy, offense or defense, on this team right now that we're not talking about that you yeah. think could be this year's Quinn and Williams? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's like it's a lot of guys that could be like that. And just from, you know, me watching the younger guys and watching the older guys, like it's so many guys that could be like that. And that's the beautiful part about it because like that's what I want that's what I want I want guys to be able to step on board and have that mindset about themselves like they're not going to be denied they're going to be um driven to you know make be the best version of themselves possible like I want that you know so if everyone is on that same mindset that brings value to the team in a lot of different ways and that can get us back in the position we were last year with being in a championship and hopefully winning this year right here in front uh, Drew Diarman, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, mm -hmm. Alabama. Dylan, when you kind of self-reflected after last year and, and you got with Pete Golding, what was the one or two aspects of your game that you wanted to improve on the most? And then the second part of the question, uh, talk about he's not getting a lot of buzz because people ask him about the young guys, but talk about an old head like Joshua McMillan yeah. who's been patient, who was beside you all spring. 
Uh, well, first off, with Coach P. Goldman, uh, it's not really anything specific that he wants me to work on because, like, he's a he's a nitpicker. So, like, with him, he looks at everything that I do and try to find something wrong with it and tells me to fix it immediately. And like, he gets on gets gets on me a lot about it. And that's what I, that's something that I admire about him for doing because it makes me better as a player. And like, we have a really great relationship. And like I tell everyone else, like he's from where I'm from. Well, he's from Hammond. That's like 45 minutes away from Baton Rouge. So, me and him have like a you know close relationship in that aspect as well too. Uh, as far as Josh, like I said, me and him, he's taught me a lot. Even when I was a freshman, when I was a freshman, he was an older guy, and I had to be tucked under his wing, Rashawn Evans' wing, Sean Dion. Like so, it was a lot of guys. But him and specifically, like he just you know taught me a lot of things. And now being able to play side by side with him, you know, I'm comfortable having him and being able to depend on him as well, so. Two questions right here in front on the right. Mm -hmm. um, Rashad Snell, Alabama News Network in Montgomery. Um, you're top 10, if not top five, five fastest players on the team. Mm -hmm. How does that speed help your game and make you the player that you are? Uh, it helps me a lot, but it's like, I don't rely majority on my, my uh, speed because it's more so technique about me. It's more so I have to worry about the little things. You know, the little things play a big part, whether it's your footwork, you know, the angles you take, you know, it's, my speed is just a complimentary, you know. So if I feel like I need to use it, in most cases, I will. But majority of the time, I'm trying to make plays in, you know, small areas to where I won't have to use it. Like, so if I'm making a play for loss, majority of the time, that's what I'm shooting for. So. Okay, final question over here to the left. Hey, Dylan. Uh, Jacques Doucet, WAP-TV in Baton Rouge. A mm -hmm. uh, couple of quick questions. Number one, there's always been this, uh, common story that if Les Miles wouldn't have been fired, you would have come to LSU. Is that, mm -hmm. is that true? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've said that before on uh, multiple occasions. Like, that was the main thing. And whenever I was a recruit, I did say, like, if, you know, Coach Miles wasn't going to be there, I wasn't going to go to LSU. And that still sticks to this day. So, yeah. And just to follow up, you know that with LSU and Alabama, there's a lot of toxic stuff on Twitter and social right, media. And right. How have you dealt with that? You know, people who never met you, don't know anything about you, that call you a traitor or some of yeah. these, these things that have happened. Well, the thing about me is, like, I'm big on, like, you know, you being, you know, the best version of you possible and growing into the individual that you're supposed to be. And uh, I wanted to put myself in the best position to be able to do that. And I just didn't feel like staying home would be, something that would like, you know, make me grow as a player, person, and a man. And in order to grow, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. So, and that's what I did. And I knew Coach Saban would take me under his wing and I could learn from him. And like I said, Coach Saban has really a lot of great values for himself, his team, and his players. And like I said, he's a great person to learn from.